have the sons of Japheth in verses 2 to 5, sons of Ham in verses 6 to 20, and then the sons of Shem after that. That is not chronological order. Don't ask me where I know this. I've forgotten where it's listed. (laughs) But the chronological order is Shem, Japheth, Ham. Uh, We know Ham was the firstborn, or the the youngest, uh, verse uh, 924. So we have that. There's somewhere we find out Shem was the oldest. Uh, yeah, look at uh, 1021. So, it goes Shem, Japheth, Ham, and yet the order of telling about their descendants is Japheth, Ham, Shem. I think there's a reason for that. It is almost always, if not always, the case in Genesis that the what I call the collateral lines, are dealt with before we focus on the main line that's leading toward the promised fulfillment. So neither Japheth nor Ham were going to be the bearers of the promised lineage. So we deal with them first in chronological order, Japheth, Ham, and then we come back and we focus on Shem because that's going to be the more important lineage Uh, because the Jews and Jesus were going to come through that. So we kind of clear the field of the other lines before we come back to to Shem. Um, I think this section, uh, you know, kind of moves forward even into after the Tower of Babel in chapter 11 as we continue looking at descendants of Shem. There are all kinds of 70s in this. I think I'll go ahead and point them out. There's sevens in this, rather. I think I'll go ahead and point them out uh, to you a little bit. Uh, notice, for example, Japheth's sons in verse 2. How many were there? Seven. seven. Japheth's grandsons in 3 and 4. How many were there? Seven. seven. Cush's sons in verse 7. How many were there? If you ask the question, it must be seven. <laughs> seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Mitzrayim's descendants in 13 and 14. There are seven. He uses the expression sons of 14 times. But what's especially significant, I might not have pointed all those out, but do you know how many nations are listed here? Seven. You know, there's 70 descendants of Noah. That does not include the Philistines. Uh, notice in verse uh, 14. Um, but but 70 descendants of Noah. Uh, that's significant. Um, for one thing, just the 70 is. And that kind of represents the whole world. 70 you know, nations. What do you read about 70 in the New Testament? Acts. Chapter 7. Acts 7. Acts 7. Okay, the 70 descendants of Jacob. Yes, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. But you have that. Uh, 75 in some of the trans- in some of the texts and 70 in some. 
talking about the 70 he sent out in the first he sent out the 70 in Luke 10 yes he sends out a complement that will could potentially cover the whole world I think there's probably a correlation there and I don't know what all to do with those things but I suspect that there is something to be said about uh, about them How many sins of Kush did you find? I found seven uh, descendants of Kush. Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, Sabteca, Sheba, and Dedan. Descendants of Kush. But then what about Nimrod? Verse 8. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> different this one. Uh, Nimrod was different, but yeah. Special. Okay. Uh, notice something else that's not a big deal, but it's interesting. In verse 1, he mentions Shem, Ham, and Japheth, but then when he covers them, it's Japheth, Ham, Shem. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have that chiasm. Alright, that's kind of my general notes on this. Do you have some comments or questions on all that? What's chiasm mean again? A, B, C, C, B, A. Is, is this all we know about Nimrod in these two verses? Yeah, that's all I know. I always thought that was a bad name. <laughs> Nimrod. Yeah. I've only heard it was bad. Name. <laughs> but he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Mm -hmm. He was a significant descendant. He was I don't powerful. know what happened to the dinosaurs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool theory. You could probably publish a thesis on that and, oh, and sell it or something. That'd be a big game right there. Nimrod the dinosaur slayer. Hang on his tongue on his wall. <laughs> See, you got like a T Rex head just like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my are there thoughts by way of general introduction? All right, I'm not sure how, you know, much to go into some of the details. Uh, I, I'm inclined to more summarize some of these things. In 2 to 5, you have the descendants of Japheth. Now, we don't know a lot about all of that, but they seem to have gone basically to the north. Uh, Japheth's descendants seem to inhabit some of Europe, some of northern Asia, that sort of area. Some of them we just don't even know where they were. You know, a lot of them we don't know a lot about. Uh, but that, that would seem to be the general gist of that. Um, and then you've got the descendants of, of Ham, starting in verse 6. And notice, uh, he has Cush, Mitzrayim, Put, and Canaan. Then you see the, the descendants of Cush in 7 to 12, the descendants of Mitzrayim in 13 and 14, the descendants of Canaan in 15 to 19. So you see first his sons, and then you did see the descendants from each of the sons. Cush, uh, which uh, was the name given to Ethiopia, in 7 to 12 has various sons, most notably Nimrod. Um, but he became, you know, you can see a lot of different Babylon and different places in his uh, territory. And you see the descendants of Canaan, um, you know, and, and you see 15 to, to 20, a lot of the places that, or a lot of the peoples 
that Joshua uh, conquered. Um, he does a lot with this, including kind of uh, draw, tracing out the territory of the Canaanite, because that's going to be their future inheritance. That's the promised land. And so it's interesting. We don't have this with any of the other descendants, but with the Canaanites, we actually find out what's the exact boundaries of that Canaanite territory. Um, back in verse 5, it mentions that uh, the coastland people spread in their lands, each with his own language. Mm-hmm. But Babel doesn't happen until 11. Obviously, this is uh, encompasses a great deal of uh, you know chronology. So he's seen a lot of history, and then yes. Babel he backs up. And, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's, because this is sort of giving the, just the pattern of the descendants and the nations that they created from here on out. Mm-hmm. So chapter 10 really almost, you could almost say it encompasses the rest of the Old Testament or whatever. Well, even verse 25, in his days the earth was divided. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So you could definitely tell that with Shem's descendants. Right. Do we learn about the descendants of Put? Uh, we don't know about the descendants of Put. Yeah, good question. He didn't bother to put them down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like a put down to me. Yeah. It wasn't a put down, it could have been. Alright. Uh, <laughs> then you've got Sham. Um, you've got a lot here in in talking about Shem. Obviously this is important because Shem is the father of the Jews, you know, the father of Jesus, so forth. So, he mentions in 21 also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber. Now, Eber is important, or Eber, whatever you want to say. Uh, And then he mentions the sons of Shem. You've got Elam, Asher, Arkbasad, Arkbaksad, Lud, and Aram. And then the sons of Aram and Arkbaxad. And then two sons were born to, to Eber. Uh, which, alright, so you've got, uh, let's see how this goes. You've got uh, Shem, Arkbaxad, Sheila, Eber, uh, and in 24. And then two sons to Eber, Peleg and Joktan. It's it. That's when the Tower of Babel occurred. And we're going to pick up in this section on the descendants through Joktan. And that's what you have starting in 26. When we go up to uh, chapter 11, verse 10, we're going to go Shem, Arkbasad, Shila, Eber, Peleg, and pick up the descendants through Peleg. Now again, the reason for that is that uh, Joktan's descendants are the offline. It's Peleg's descendants that comes down to Abraham and the Jews and Jesus. So this is another situation in which you deal with the offline first and then you deal with the mainline. I just don't have a lot more to say about all these things. You can look at commentaries or whatever and try to figure out where each of these people settled and sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. But... Uh, basically, Ham went down toward Africa and the land of Canaan, and Japheth, uh, and Shem was kind of in Arabia and, the, and some of the Middle Eastern territories.
comments and questions on all that in chapter 10. Can we assume that these, some of these sons became place names? Yes. Okay, just making sure that that... Yes, that's place names. In other words, they, they lent their names to the places that they founded. Ophir and Havilah and Some of their names became the, became kind of the name of those places. places. Yeah. Okay. Like happens today. Yeah. <clears throat> Will you let me out of chapter 10 then? <laughs> Alright, chapter 11. It would be cool to uh, be able to do this before we close at least. So start off.